Hello and welcome to the Meeting Your Soul podcast. I am Farrah, your host, and today's episode is all about how to establish a habit. And I wanted to create this podcast because personally, I am working on establishing new habits, things that are not necessarily natural for me, but things that I know are going to contribute to my overall well-being and also for my future. So I think that's the hardest part about habits is that they're not always things that we necessarily want to do or establishing a new routine isn't always necessarily what we want to do, but there's a reason why we make intentional and deliberate action in order to do so. And I wanted to give you a few tips on how I establish new habits and what's hopefully make the process a little bit easier for you. And it's made it easier for me. So I have read Atomic Habits. I have my degree in psychology. I've always been fascinated by how we really create and actually the mindset that, to support whatever we're trying to achieve. And I know that it's through deliberate and constant action. And it's mi micro changes within our day to day that then contribute to overall bigger accomplishments, goals. That's how we work towards our goals. And also I feel like when it comes to establishing a new habit, often I think more often than not, we are doing so with the intention of improvement. And so that is why I thought that I would go ahead and jump in here. Also, if the New Year's resolutions aren't going so hot right now, and you want to be able to pick back up and get that motivation to continue on, here are a few things that I've learned that have been extremely helpful for me, and hopefully they'll be helpful for you too. So first and foremost, I think that you should do micro changes. So I say micro instead of macro. I think more often than that, when we establish a new habit, we're like, oh, we're going to, I'm going to change this, this, and this. My whole life's going to improve. Well, it's really hard to do things differently. Change is the only constant, which is one of my favorite quotes in life, because I think we can always continuously improve and, and like grow. But at the same time, if you try to change everything within your life, it's really hard to be able to maintain that because you're so used to doing things a different way. So if we're just changing one aspect of what we're trying, that overall picture of what we're trying to achieve, it can be a little bit more manageable and hopefully something that feels less drastic when you go through it. If you're cold turkey kind of person and you're like nah, I just got to do all of it at the same time I get that too but know that it doesn't have to be everything in your life at once there is a possibility to be able to slowly integrate some new ways of handling uh, maybe a situation a mindset maybe it's a daily habit that you want to establish all of that um so First things first, keep it simple. So keep it simple and do one thing at a time. If you have five things that you want to change, maybe instill one for each month and be able to incorporate it in your daily routine in a seamless way. And that goes into my tip number two is create habits that um, through like integrating them into your normal routine that you already have now. Excuse me. So like if you um, want to start, um, flossing your teeth every day. So I was trying to think of like, I have a, quite a few that I do, but I was like, if you want to start flossing your teeth every day, first and foremost, I learned this from atomic habits is like, make whatever you're trying to do visible and easy to do. So, um, and you know, you can do habit stacking too. So in your mind, each night when you brush your teeth, like have your, like, floss right next to the toothbrush and then that way it's easy you see it but then also you're stacking two habits upon one another so you're taking the toothbrush you're brushing your teeth and then you're immediately flossing your teeth right afterwards and one other thing that you can do is add a reward into it as well so there's a possibility to then reward yourself for doing that by I don't know putting um 
I was gonna say putting a sticker on like a like a piece of paper or something like that like a gold star for yourself whatever well and I will talk about habit trackers later because I do think habit trackers are really um actually very useful but at the same time not necessary um or like having like a gold star for everything doesn't necessarily mean that's gonna work so um that's the second thing is to keep it simple and um very intentional and visible so um also like okay if you want to start working out three days a week um i think first and foremost be able to integrate it into your routine in a seamless way that you will actually do it and then be able to put up as a non-negotiable i'm going to go like give yourself the opportunity to already create an expectation around it so i'm going to work out these three days um, at these at this gym at this time and I'm going to have my clothes set out in advance so that when you do go do it that it's already available to you you don't even have to think twice about it so making it visible making it something that you've already that's easy for you to be able to get that like physical reminder can be really useful in establishing something that you're not just programmed to do at this point um, another one is like if you have um, you want to journal every night before you go to bed or you want to um, write out your affirmations or your gratitudes you can actually then put a journal next to your bed at night with a pen next to it and then that way again it's easy it's accessible and it's something that's visible I'm a very visual person so visual like reminders help me a ton um, and then even for like my goals I write all of my um, goals in um, like out and then I post them in my bathroom because it's a way for me to look at it each day and then it's constantly reminding me and again having that visual reminder of it so two is to make it simple and visual so be able to have it something that you can easily intertwine within your daily life and something that then you have a physical reminder of doing that thing my third tip is to track. So have a track, have a habit tracker. I personally, so I used to have Silk and Sonder, which is like a, a like a agenda um, brand that they actually mail them to you each month, and they had habit trackers in there because there's so many studies that really emphasize the importance of being able to actually see. Um, and like mark something down that you've accomplished it and also to see how much you actually did it because it can be a great way of positive reinforcement if you see that you're doing something and then at the end of the month you're reminded of like how much you accomplished it it can get that dopamine hit that reward aspect of it but then also it can be a reminder for you that you are actually doing it even if it wasn't perfect and our memories aren't always perfect so it's good to be able to actually track it to see how often it's occurring so right now I am on a 40-day sadhana where I am trying to do a 40-day practice to be able to establish a new habit well it's not it's the same habit but I meditate pretty regularly and I do it almost like five days a week but I'm trying to do 40 days straight so that there's no off days so I just really want it to be consistent that it's every day and I'm actually tracking it um, so that it's a good reminder oh wow I can't believe I've, I've been doing this for two weeks at this point is where I'm at so I'm at 14 days so it's like okay I can do 14 days then I can continue on and it begin it becomes something that I instantaneously doing um, and it's automatic and I think that's the true difference between a routine and a habit or even a ritual and I think rituals goes into that next step which my last episode was all about rituals and if you want to have some mindfulness rituals that you can easily incorporate into um, your kind of like daily week or daily daily routine or even that weekly routine um, I have a few that I've 
really um, used and have been really um, helpful in me creating more harmony within my mind, body, and spirit. And I think when I'm thinking of how to establish a new habit, that's typically what I think of because I'm always trying to create more self-care and um, more balance within my life. You know, going to work and being productive isn't necessarily a hard thing for me to do just because I'm very driven, but at the same time, taking time for myself, prioritizing me to just relax is something that's really difficult for me to do. So I actually, I remember when I was just starting out in real estate, I actually had scheduled, like I I'm a big time blocker, time blocker, and I like timed out like Thursday afternoons as my fun day. Like there's no intention. I'm just doing something purely just for like shits and giggles. And it was like so ridiculous. I had to schedule fun in, but I also had like a two year old and I was starting a new business and all the things. So it was just really hard for me to like be able to set aside that time for myself. And so when I think of it, I'm thinking of like wellness activities or different things that I know are really good for my mental health that I don't always prioritize. Um, so if that's something that you're interested in, you can listen to my last episode, episode 51 on mindfulness rituals. Um, but the difference between ritual and a habit is that a ritual is intentional and sacred. So it's something that is definitely like connecting you more to yourself and to spirit um, and into love ultimately. While a habit could be a lot of different habits and there's negative habits too. So I'm talking about this in a way to establish a positive habit, something that is helping you achieve your goals and reach them versus something that's holding you back or maybe even keeping you stuck. So, um, but habit is also automatic. So it's something that you don't even think about that you immediately just do. And so that really is the distinguishing part of a habit. And when you have these habits that are contributing towards your mind, um, like overall well-being and mindfulness, then those are things that just become a normal part of your life that hopefully will be able to continuously help you learn more about yourself and to be more present and less stressed and, and a, you know, better spirits all around. So that is why I would say, I was like, so I've always tracked it by um, either, so I have a mindfulness app where I actually will follow like insight timer. So it tracks how many, what days I meditate. Um, if you have a journal, you can write it in a journal or if you have agenda or even on your calendar, you can like block in when you actually did that. And then that way you can see how many days you did it in a row. Um, also you can just do a good old fashioned habit tracker. I actually have a habit tracker on my website that I created and it's attached with the journal. So you actually have a habit tracker at the top of it and then you have a journal entry, um, below it. So then it's a way for you to be able to do both at the same time, which I find really useful. So that's also an opportunity for you to be able to incorporate both reflection and the actual like practical side of tracking whatever you're doing. And then I wrote journal entries because I wanted, okay, as you're tracking this, what are some points that are coming up for you? What are some revelations? What are some things that are really um, coming into the light that maybe you didn't notice before? So having, I personally think having a habit tracker makes a huge difference. And also there are studies that support that as well. And just physically seeing how much you're doing something and writing something out is going to be more effective in you continuing it and for it to be a sustainable part of your life. So that is my third tip is to track it. So, so you're tracking it, you're kind of keeping it in that way. But I think that, and, and I was talking about journaling, but I think that it really is important to journal to be able to really kind of reflect on why you're doing this and hopefully be able to remind you of why it's so important. So to really keep you motivated and um, to really understand the why of whatever you're changing. And, you know, Simon Sinek always refers back to the why. And I think when things get challenging, when things get difficult, when it's not necessarily easy for you, it's 
it's really hard to be able to continue on with something um, if that's a new project that you're working on, a new habit, whatever it is, even a relationship. And so going back to your why is an important step to be able to reflect on why you're at, why this matters, why continue when times are hard. And coming back to a why for anything that you're doing in your life, I think is a reminder just for life to be able to say like, this is why I'm doing this, this is why I'm showing up, this is why I'm trying to create a legacy for my family, for myself to be able to like have something that you leave behind or even to think of like you know it's just because I I feel passionate about it and it makes me happy whatever your reason is but have your why and also believe that your why is and believe that whatever you're trying to achieve is something that's attainable so mindset plays a huge part in this too and that's why I was talking about the why because I think sometimes when that negative self-talk talk starts to peek through it's really easy to get distracted or to just get discouraged or to think like why does it matter you know all that kind of stuff so refer back to the why but then also recognize why those thoughts are coming up in your mind and to like really kind of dismantle some of the limiting beliefs that we have about our life and like I was um if you've ever like heard of 1-800-QUIT-NOW, it's one of those 1-800-QUIT-NOW people that they would call. And it was, um, that was like the um, company that I worked for. And they are the most effective company in establishing, um, helping people quit smoking. And it's all based off cognitive behavioral therapy. So a lot of what I'm suggesting is based off of cognitive behavioral therapy. But the way that we really be able to identify was, and I'll go into triggers next. So I'll talk more about like what the cognitive behavioral therapy method is. But I would say, Say that um, finding the belief system, one part about the 1-800-QUIT-NOW is that we used to always say like if they don't believe that they are a non-smoker, they will never be. And so that was like the key part of like every conversation is like, can you see yourself as a non, like if like you can't, if you're not a non-smoker now, non-smoker, then can you see yourself being a non-smoker? Can you actually visualize yourself as someone who is smoke-free or cigarette-free? And if they said no, then we knew no matter what we talked about with them wasn't really ever going to stick. And so that was like the major part of our conversations was getting someone to be able to reach that point. So I think that whatever happens habit you're trying to establish, especially a positive habit, um, because smoking is a habit too, um, is that we would help them visualize what it would be like to be able to actually see yourself at that point. So if you want to say, I am someone who meditates, I meditate every day. Well then, can you, do you actually believe that that's true? Is that something that you really align with? Does that feel like that's really a part of who you are? Um, or like, I am not a fan of and I don't, I try so hard, but, um, I don't like to run and <laughs> I don't, but I went, so I was determined to become a mar half marathon runner. Obviously I hate running. So this is what I'm going to do. Right. Or I just like running. I try not to say hate, but, um, and so, but I had to see myself as a runner, you know, can I run? And people would always ask like, Oh, are you running? And I don't know. I had this like belief in my mind from high school or whatever that was, that I was slow and that I was terrible at it. It just wasn't my thing. And so, and one of my girlfriends used to like run, like she was a soccer player and she used to run like 15 miles, like no problem. And that just was never me. And so I was like really determined to run a half marathon. So I was like, okay, I'm going to prove to myself that I can do this. But I had to actually change my belief system around it. So I started running and I stopped dreading it so much. You know, I, I even saying like, I hate running or I'm not a runner or I'm not good at that. Like if you keep repeating, like whatever you think that you will believe. And so if you keep repeating something over and over, it's really hard to be able to um, disagree with that when that's something that you're constantly telling yourself. So just be mindful of 
whatever habit you're trying to create, also recognize your relationship with it. So like, do you see yourself as someone who, um, you know, cleans, like I'm a cl clean person, you know, Satcha, it's one of the niyamas and yamas of eight limbs of yoga. It's like having a clean environment's really important. Do you see yourself as organized? Do you have like, when you're like, I'm an organized person. I used to always think I wasn't organized. I would be like, oh, I'm like so messy or something like that. And I don't know. I don't know where that limiting belief came from. But then I realized I'm actually very organized and I like, especially my mind and mental space. And like, I like to be able to be in a clean and organized environment. It's really important to me. And I also enjoy the act of organizing organizing like and I like like going through things and like kind of taking everything apart and categorizing them and putting them in their place and like having little bins that they all sit in and all the things like I bring that brings me joy but for years for some reason I just thought that I wasn't and so I used to like almost allow things to be messy or I just like um, disregarded things because then I thought, oh, that's just a part of who I am. And especially in like a negative sense and something I was like almost shameful or embarrassed about. And so over time, I found my rhythm and something that works for me. And now it's something I enjoy. And it's something as I identify as being an organized person, especially within my business. And people are like, oh, you're so organized. You're so proactive. And so it's like, I know that that's an important part of me and it is a part of me. And I had to change the vision of how I saw myself, the preconceived notions I had about myself in order to be able to, one, identify with it and also um, recognize it and to be able to express that to others even in the description of who I am in an embodied sense, not something that I was ignoring, not something that I thought I was just saying, but like really believed to my core to be true. And so whatever habit you're trying to establish, just a mixture that aligns with the core of you, like in your value systems and who you want to be within this world. And dissonance is an, a concept of when we are actions and our thoughts are not in alignment. And so like if you are doing something and it feels like it's not in alignment with who you are, there's always going to be that rift. There's always going to be that thing that holds you back from continuing on or this like kind of mental like questioning that occurs within your life. And so like change it, recognize it, see it really dissect it and understand it and recognize is it holding you back or and like what truths are there with it because there's usually a little ounce of truth and why you believe it like even with my I'm not organized I also like am okay when things are not like I don't get like uh, like I don't start twitching when things are just organized around me I'm fine in that space um but I personally just like I prefer it you know so it's like if I have the choice and it's something that's important to me then I will make sure that it's done um but but if I'm in a messy room and like it's like my friend's house or something like that and I'm just like chilling I'm not thinking twice about it it's not even like bothering me it's not even a thought that crosses my mind so I think that that's why I was like oh like if this isn't that big of a deal so then I must just be someone that's comfortable in this and I think I just like again it's just something if it's within my control I want to be able to like modify it and improve it honestly so that is another one is to just recognize your thought about it dive deeper journal about it think about it reach out to me if you want to talk more about it um and that's so much of what I do within my coaching is like really being able to understand someone's why what they're trying to achieve and also the beliefs around how them achieving whatever they have within like their vision like if you have a belief that you want to be something and but you don't really think that you're capable of it or you have this you are you know criticizing yourself or you don't think you're good enough or you think that 
oh, I'll never be able to make money at this or whatever. Like whatever the belief system around it, whether, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. You know, Theodore Roosevelt said that. And last tip for you is to have an accountability partner. Have someone that you're working with that's keeping you on track, that's reminding you to do these things and someone that you can celebrate with, that you can reflect on. And then someone also that is like, if you're having a bad day or if you're having trouble keeping up with it, that they also are able to do that. And so either way, you're having the person that can be your cheerleader, that can remind you that you can do this, that you're doing great, that you're achieving the possible and that you're crushing it. Okay. Cause I think sometimes we do need that high person to be in our corner. That's just keeping us focused and on track to be able to do it. If um, this is something that you're interested in and you're trying to get this set, set up, I am happy to work with you. I'm starting a three-month program. Um, well, I have a three-month program that I offer, and then I'm also establishing a one-month program that's a more condensed version of that that's really just kind of delving into one particular thing that you really want to accomplish, just one um, kind of goal, and then I will coach you through achieving that one particular goal. So if you're interested, reach out to me. I'm on my website, coachingwithfair.com, or you can also find me on Instagram at Ferrucino, and I'm also on Pinterest. I have um, a bunch of different boards on there, at Ferrucino, um, and then also, I think that's it. You can shoot me an email too. Let me know if you have any questions.